Hey, I know life can throw us difficult curveballs sometimes. When we're going through these circumstances of grief, of sadness, uh, of kind of depression at times, we're often we're looking for a Bible verse to help comfort us, like looking for the words of God to help us get through these circumstances. So today, I've done a little research. We're going to do the top five Bible verses that have helped me get through grief, sadness, and kind of depressing times of my life. I love these verses, and I hope they help you out as well. Let's do this. All right, welcome back to a brand new episode of Bible Reading and, Talk, and Coffee Drinking, actually. Uh, so we're going to drink a little bit of coffee. We're going to read my top five Bible verses for grief, sadness, depression. I'm not sure what you're going on in your life right now, what you have, what challenges you may be facing. Uh, maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've lost your job. Uh, maybe you're just a, a little bit in a funk lately, and it uh, it's okay. Uh, sometimes we go through challenging times. We're not always in the mountains. Sometimes we're in the valleys. Uh, but either way, God helps us through it. So he has provided lots of Bible verses to help us deal with these emotions that we may have, whether it's sadness, depression, uh, grief of a loss of a loved one, whatever it is that's kind of got you down in the dumps. Uh, I'm here to help you out today. So uh, we're going to first turn to Isaiah 41.10. It's one of my go-to's. Uh, and, and these are kind of my top five, I would say, Bible verses. There are a lot out there, Old Testament and New. We're going to bounce around both uh, areas today. <clears throat> but whenever I'm kind of dealing with challenges, not feeling myself, a lot of times I'll go to these kind of these five Bible verses, maybe more. But these are my kind of top ones that I love to revisit. So turn your uh, Bibles, if you're following along, to Isaiah 41.10. A couple of housekeeping things before we dive into that while I'm waiting for you to turn to your Bibles. Um, it's still February. We still have a hoodie sale going on. Go to the website livingchristian.org and uh, you can use uh, the code hoodie20 to get 20% off all of our hoodies. That's going all the way through the end of February. Uh, so just a little bit more, a week and a half or so, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll do something else. We're going to put some new uh, apparel out, though. But check that out. If you're listening to this on the podcast or watching it on YouTube, you could be joining me Monday mornings live on Instagram. But if you like those avenues better, uh, make sure you drop a rating and review. It helps get the word out and helps get the podcast kind of going. Uh, we've got uh, lots of five-star ratings there, uh, hundreds of uh, reviews, so I appreciate it for all. Of those. So is that is that stall, enough time for me stalling? Uh, so let's have a sip of coffee and let's dive into Isaiah. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I mentioned, uh, we're in Isaiah 41.10. Uh, and it's just like this. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. So why does this make me feel better? I can tell you, when I'm sad or depressed. I, I am fearful a little bit. I'm, I'm fearful of my current circumstances. I'm fearful where my life is going. Uh, I'm fearful of what the future may look like. Uh, maybe they have a big change in my life that I'm just not feeling myself with. So God's telling us right here that don't be afraid, don't be discouraged, because he is your God. He didn't say, I am God. He says, I am your God. He's talking directly to us. And that is a comforting, for me anyways, when I'm dealing with, with some grief, some depression, knowing that God is out there, and not just out there creating, and not just out there as some being, but really, He's my God, right? 
that he's going to strengthen me and help me get through this time, uh, and he'll hold me up with his victorious right hand, brings me so much comfort knowing that he is there for me, and he is there for you. Uh, So if you're struggling right now, just know that he is your God. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will hold you to get you through this challenging time. So Isaiah 41.10 is a classic verse. I love it. Uh, It's one of my favorites that uh, I I visit regularly. Now let's turn to the uh, New Testament. We're going to go to the Gospels. Let's do John 16, verse 33. Kind of farther back in John. All right, it's right at the end of my page. So mine's on page 1419. Uh, not that it's going to be on yours, but that gives you roughly the, the placement of the verse. And if you're unfamiliar, the first was a prophecy book of Isaiah in the Old Testament, and uh, this is in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the last of the Gospel. Uh, 16, verse 33, I have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me. This is Jesus' words. Here on earth... You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome this world. So why does this one make me feel better? Uh, Mainly because Jesus admits right there that we are going to be dealing with trials and sorrows. No matter where you are, who you are in your life, young, old, successful, not successful, struggling, student, wherever you are, we're going to be dealing with trials and sorrows. But we'll find peace in him. And the last sentence is the most important. One, probably one of the most important uh, lines in the entire Bible, in my humble opinion. Jesus says to his disciples, Take heart, because I have overcome this world. He has already won. The battle is over. Now, everything has got to play out. We've got to go through our lives. You know, history has to be contained, right? And, and the future has to unfold. But the reality of it is, Jesus has already overcome this world. So the devil can try as hard as he wants to keep you sad, to keep you down, to keep you depressed. But the reality of it is, Jesus already won, right? Now, we just have to kind of fight through what the devil is attempting to do to us. Find peace in that, okay? Find peace to the fact that Jesus is already one. Find peace to the fact that he knows we're going to have troubles, trials, sorrows, difficult times, but they're only temporary because he's already one, okay? Beautiful verse, beautiful verse. Now let's flip back to the Old Testament. Sorry guys, we're, we're back and forth, back and forth today. It wasn't necessarily on purpose, I just had the, the ones written down. Uh, let's go to Psalm 46, 1. And uh, Psalm is a beautiful uh book of songs, uh, and, uh, and if you didn't know that already, that's what psalms mean, so you don't, we don't necessarily sing these, but uh, they are written in that way. Uh, pause for uh, coffee as we guys uh, turn to your Bibles. So 46, uh, we'll do one through three. That's the ones I have highlighted in my Bible. Hopefully you guys highlight these as well. So okay, what is the psalmist saying to us? God is our refuge and our strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. So metaphorically speaking, okay, let's take that literal for a second. God is our refuge and our strength, always ready in times of trouble. So we will not fear earthquakes and mountains crumbling, oceans roar and foam. If you're taking that in the literal sense, 
One day, this world will fall. We've all read the book of Revelation, and we will have a new heaven and a new earth. But have no fear that God is our refuge and our strength. But metaphorically speaking, we are all dealing with earthquakes in our lives, our mountains crumbling around us into the sea, the oceans of our lives roar and foam, and the mountains tremble as the water surges. You're dealing with challenging, like world-changing issues uh, in our lives. And that's what kind of, if you read it in the metaphorical sense, sometimes we go through cycles in our lives where we, it feels that we have earthquakes. It feels like we have mountains crumbling. It feels that the oceans are roaring. The world is crumbling around us. And, and, and I don't know how you typically think on those things, but I know I've been in places in my life to where it just felt like the world was coming coming down around me. I just didn't know how to deal with my crumbling life. Uh, and a lot of those times, uh, God is trying to redirect us to a new path. God is helping us through those problems, right? But he's also getting us to where we need to be on the right journey. So what gives us comfort in that time when the world is crashing around you? The first part, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So you are not alone when you're dealing with these issues. You are not alone when the world is crumbling around you. You have God. He is your refuge, strength. Go to him. Let him comfort you. Let him protect you. Let him be that refuge away from the crumbling world around you. You. And I'll say right now, and we've got two more, but I'm going to jump into them. I'll say right now, I'm 50 years old, as you guys know. The world right now in our society and the wars going on and the culture wars going on and the stress and the anxiety that's happening right now, I understand Psalm 41, 46, 1 through 3 in the, in the sense of right now, it does feel like our world is crumbling around us, and it can be depressing and sad. Um, but the reality is, it's all about perspective. If you have the perspective and you have the strength and the knowledge to turn off your phone, to turn off the news and live in your family, live in your little life, and you go to God to be your refuge and your strength because you know he's always ready to help you, this world's a whole lot easier. This world's a whole lot smaller. This world's a whole lot simpler for you to live. So my advice as you're looking around, is it is it your life that is troublesome or is it the world around you that's troublesome? And you can you can control that perspective, okay? I promise you that. Okay? Focus on what's real, which is your family, your friends, your your immediate life and God and turn off the television, for sure. All right, let's flip back to um, the New Testament. Uh, we're going to go to Philippians uh, 4.6, which is one of my uh, go-tos. If you, Hopefully you're familiar with all of these verses. Um, Philippians is a short one. There's only four. Uh, so we're going to go to 4.6, uh, sip of coffee, and uh, we'll read that one as well. All right, we'll, uh, we'll read four, or 6 and 7. Let's do that. All right, uh, Philippians 4, 6, giving enough time to turn to it. Um, 4, 6 is this. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I've read this verse many times on these podcast episodes. Why? Because it's important. Because if you're sad, if you're depressed, if you're grieving, if you're dealing with a challenging time in your life, what do you need to do? You don't need to worry. You need to pray. It's right there. That's what Paul tells us in Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry. I know you have things going on in your life. I know the world is crumbling around you. I know you have challenges and trials. But what you need to do is not worry about it. Instead, pray about it. Pray about everything. I love this. And if you do pray, and you tell him what you need, and you thank him for all he's done, not just use him as a genie and ask him for wishes, but thank God for what he has done, what will then happen to you? You will experience God's peace. And I think a lot of times when we're dealing with sadness and grief and depression, it is from a lack of peace. It is from a uh, uh, of getting wrapped up in our chaotic lives uh, and getting distracted and pulled away from Jesus. So if we give him everything in prayer, if we thank him for everything he's done for us, his peace will guard our hearts and minds. I love that line. That is the end of seven. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. That's the key. You've got to live in Christ. You've got to give your life to Jesus, and in return, he will give you peace. And his peace will guard your heart. It will guard your mind. It will help you have that perspective that I was talking about a few minutes ago. Having the perspective of Jesus being the center of your life, Jesus being the garter of your heart and mind, Jesus being the uh, kind of guide that takes you through this journey of life, and, and with the ultimate destination of joining him for eternity, if you have that perspective and you are thankful for that, and you pray and talk to him constantly and foster that relationship, he will guard our hearts and our minds away from the garbage that's going on in our lives, from the garbage that's going on in this world, okay? All right, so that's number four of our top five Bible verses for sadness, grief, and depression. We got one more. We're going to go back to Psalms, and once again, I keep getting error messages that uh, I'm losing my Wi-Fi connection, so I apologize if this is choppy, but we're going back to uh, Psalm 23, verse 4. So we're going to wrap it up with this one. Uh, and, and I want to talk about Psalm 23 for a second. So if you do follow me on socials, uh, particularly Instagram and Facebook, uh, last week I posted the entire uh, Psalm 23 in one of those carousel slides. So go back and, and check that out. But I think Psalm 23 in general is the, I would say, the most comforting uh, chapter of the Bible. There's lots of good verses. There's lots of good stories. There's lots of good everything. But the entire kind of chapter of Psalm 23, where he's talking about the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. He sets that tone of understanding, the psalmist does, of understanding um, the perspective that we need in life. King David wrote this one. He knew that he we needed to follow his lead, 
right? We needed to follow his lead with the perspective of the fact that the Lord is my shepherd and I have all that I need. So let's go to uh, four because this is where it kind of plays in and why it's in my top five Bible verses for, uh, you know, kind of sadness and and depression. Uh, Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. Why is this one of my top five? Why is this one of my go-to? Because it starts off with, even when I walk through the darkest valley, not even if I walk through the darkest valley, it's even when, because King David knew that we were going to walk through the darkest of valleys in life. We, listening to Jesus' words that we just talked about in John, he knows we're going to have trials and sorrows. He knows we're going to walk through valleys. It's not all you know, mountains and sunshines out there, people. Uh, We're going to walk through the darkest valley. When I walk through the darkest valley, okay? I will not be afraid. Why? Because God is right beside me, he says. So talk about being comforted. Talk about the fact that he knows that God is with us, not only in the mountaintops, but certainly in the darkest valleys of our life. I don't know if you're going through one of those dark valleys right now, but if you are, God's right there next to you. He's beside you, as David says. His rod and his staff protect and comfort me. God's strength is there, and he's right next to you to provide that protection, that rod and staff, that that kind of protection away from this world if you give him your life. If you... Focus on Jesus and give your life to Christ. He'll walk next to you and he'll protect you with his rod and his staff. How comforting is that? So read Psalm 23. Read the whole thing, right? Um, but uh, in terms of the, my top five uh, you know, verses I go to when I'm having some uh, sadness in my life, um, it's comforting to me and it always brings me out of sadness when I have the perspective of, why am I sad when I have the creator, the almighty, the, the creator of all heavens and earth, creator of my life beside me? He's right here next to me, and he knows I'm going through tough valleys and dark valleys and, and low valleys. He knows not everything is sunshine and rainbows, so he knows. But what does he do? He doesn't eliminate those. He walks with us to protect us through the darkest times of our life, okay? So remember that. So if you're going through some rough times right now, if you're sad, if you're depressed, something has happened recently, if you're in the dark valley of your life, remember that God is right there next to you. He's there to protect you, but you've got to trust him. You can't do it on your own. You need somebody to talk to. So if you're going through a depressing time right now, reach out to friends, reach out to family, reach out to a support group and talk to somebody. But most importantly, talk to God. He's the ultimate comforter. He's the ultimate protector. He's the ultimate one that will lead you out of that darkest valley into the light. He can do it, but you've got to trust him with it. Okay? He will give you peace. All right? What are the top five? Just as a recap, I'll, I'll say this, and, and I'll post this so you can see this on socials as well as on the podcast. My top five bio verses for grief, sadness, and depression are these. Write these down. Isaiah 41.10, John 16.33, Psalm 
Psalm 46, 1 through 3, Philippians 4, 6, Psalm 23, verse 4. Those are my top five. There are a lot of other ones, but those are the ones that I go to constantly. Okay? I'll put these in the, uh, when I post this video uh, as well uh, on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, I'll put those in the description as well. And if you're, if, and I'll put them in the podcast description and in the YouTube description if that's the way you are watching or listening to this. All right, sip of coffee and let's dive into a few questions from you guys. So regardless of whether they're, uh, those questions are about these five verses or about anything else, uh, hit me up and I'll answer a few. All right, let's see what we got here today. Let's put my glasses back on because, uh, you know, it happens. I can't read anything anymore. All right, is depression a demon that uh, in us that we can pray away in the name of Jesus? You know, guys, I like to read the top uh, question. It's always a hard one, too, for whatever reason. Uh, is depression a demon? Uh, I wouldn't say depression is a demon. It can certainly be caused by a demon. So the devil and his minions uh, love to wreak havoc on our life. So do I think that there are times to where the devil messes with our heads, demons mess with our lives, and get us into a depressing state? Absolutely. Is that every time? No. <laughs> I do think there are certain times that circumstances in our lives, we are in dark valleys, and we are, we you know, life happens, uh, and, and, and it's not always good, and there are trials and sorrows and troubling times, and this world has fallen, right? And we sometimes do the, this to ourselves. <clears throat> and, and so I just think that sometimes it's demons, sometimes it's the devil, sometimes it's quote-unquote life circumstances. It's other people that do it to us. Uh, it's other circumstances that do it to us. Sometimes it's just our mind messing with us. Uh, that is for sure. Uh, so it it's, could be caused by a lot of different things. All right, let's see what we got. <clears throat> All right, so why would God put someone in my life, Emily? Uh, why would God put someone in my life that is just going to leave and leave me hurt? Okay, so so here's, a, here, here's the perspective I have on people that come in and out of my life. I, I do think, I have two thoughts on this. One is, uh, in, in some ways, there are certain people that God has put in my life that are here forever. Uh, and what I mean by that is, I know that uh, I've known my wife. We've been married for 23 years coming up, but I've known her a lot longer than that. Um, I've known her since, ooh, since for approximately maybe 35 years. Uh, so she is a staple in my life for the rest of my life. I know that God has put her in my life for a reason, my family, some long, lifelong friends. Uh, but there are a lot of people that come in and out of our life, right? Sometimes they come into our life and bring us some happiness and bring us some joy. And sometimes they come into our life and cause us havoc and problems. So I think God removes people from your life for two reasons. One is he hears things that you don't hear. He knows things that you don't hear or don't know. So there are times that I think God plucks people out of our lives to get them out of the way. Okay, to get them out of the way of what his plans are for us. They're not good for you. So therefore, he removes them from your life. I 
firmly believe that. The other thing I think is sometimes God puts people in your life and removes them to get you on the track that he needs you to go on. He sees everything in a different timeline than what we see. We see from day to day and month to month and year to year, and we don't understand what's going to happen in the future. I think God sees time as a holistic thing. So he knows where we've been and where we're going. So there are times that he knows he's trying to get us in this spot over here. He needs to get us in the right mindset and the right circumstances to, to live out his life that he has planned for us, right? So sometimes he has to put people in there and remove them to get us back on track, okay? That's my thoughts. So I don't know on your question whether, you know, somebody has come in and out of your life uh, and you're curious about why uh, God uh, did that. It'll make sense one day. You always want to go with God's plan and not yours, your plan. One day you'll thank God for that in your life. One day you'll thank God for removing those people in your life or putting those people in your life. That is for sure. Okay. All right. Uh, sip of coffee and let's, uh, let's have a quick prayer. Uh, we're over time already, so that's okay. Uh, sip of coffee and then we'll get about our lives. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you today for bringing us these verses, these Bible verses to help us battle the demons, the challenges, the valleys in our life, Lord. You said that you knew there would be trials and sorrows in this life, but yet you had overcome this world, so to take heart. And we do take heart in that, Lord. We thank you for that. We thank you for the knowledge and the understanding that you've already won. It doesn't mean that we're not going to go through, quote-unquote, life. We are mean to each other. We're hateful towards each other. This world has fallen, and we are living through this challenging world. But we know ultimately, Lord, we trust you when you say that you have overcome this world. We trust you to know that you're bigger than this world. And we're just kind of trudging through the mud until one day we get to join you for eternity. Thank you for these verses. Thank you for friends and family. Thank you for everything you do for us to give us a chance at peace, to give us a chance to get out of these valleys. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> All right, sorry about that. Uh, thank you guys for joining me today. We'll get back on uh, Friday again and do some more verses. Let me know if you like these top five verses or top five list. I can do more of these. Uh, but until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. See you next time. Oh,